sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio, brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Happy New Year and welcome into the first edition of the new decade of Around the Hearn. A lot of things to get to. Brian Bruns, Marion local superstar, Ohio Northern University, and now professional basketball player on the show. Coming up here in a few, Tyson McLaughlin will talk about his Ottawa Glendorf Titans and their big game tonight that you can hear on WZOQ Radio in just a couple of hours at home against Columbus Afrocentric. Uh, but first, uh, kind of sad news to uh, start off this edition of the podcast. Uh, Vince Koza, longtime Lima TV and radio broadcaster, unfortunately passed away today in a losses battle with cancer. Just wanted to say from uh, myself and uh, anybody in my broadcasting family, it's a tremendous loss for the area and uh, just a, a terrific guy that, Gave us all for high school sports and try to put Lima on the map as much as possible. But um, thoughts and prayers for his family and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people will be missing Vince and uh, pretty much probably everyone that's ever met him. Just uh, get an unfortunate thing. My own mom has a stage four cancer and we've been blessed to be able to have her for a long time. And I lost my dad a couple years ago. I know what uh, missing the patriarch of your family does, and I feel for his entire family and his daughters and his wife and just uh, hope that they get an outpouring of love and support from everyone. High school basketball this weekend, Ottawa Glendorf in action tonight as they take on Afrocentric, and it's the second year in a row that the Titans have played the Nubians. Last year was in a uh, play-by-play classic in Columbus, and OG did pretty well in that game. 64-48 winners. The only other meeting goes back in 2011, but that doesn't really tell you anything. Uh, two programs who have been very good in Division Three, and Tyson McLaughlin will tell you about uh, his troops coming up here in a few. Uh, just a lot of good things. It'll be a terrific environment tonight inside that building. One of a, a handful of games going on. I love the PCL-BVC matchup with PG and Lipsick. Another one that is going on in the area. And, of course, you've got big games tomorrow. Uh, Z Sports Live uh, tomorrow afternoon has got Audeville and Columbus Grove. Saw the Audeville girls pick up a win last night at home against Kaleida in a game that both teams really battled. And uh, I'm excited tomorrow afternoon, usually one of my favorite games of the entire season, girls basketball from Lima Senior, Ottawa Glendorf and Lima Senior around 1 o'clock. And tomorrow night as well, uh, high school basketball has the Ottawa Big Green traveling to uh, Minster to take on the Wildcats, a Wildcat team that I don't know if you would describe them as being better than a lot of people thought. Had Mike McClurk on this show and on the Sports Corner a couple of times uh, this past six months, and you know he said he thought they would be good, but I wonder if he thought they would be this good this early. That game is on K94 on Saturday night. And uh, just kind of a, a lot of things I'm looking forward to. I know OG's got the double weekend where they go to Bluffton tomorrow night. T-Mac addresses that coming up here in a few. And I got to talk to Ryan Bruns a handful of days ago. He now, I believe, is back in Spain 
as his team gets ready for the second half of their season. You'll hear what he has to say and about being home. Some of his favorite places in the area as well that he was able to come home and visit and uh, see his brother play at University of Finley. And uh, just so much going on. Uh, when you hear those two interviews, I'll be uh, back here and uh, talk about some of my favorite sports things that took place locally in the decade as we uh, roll on here all around the Hearn. Brought to you, by the way, by Lee Kinsel. Eric, what's up with all the new Buicks on the lot? Danny the Dealmaker, those Buicks are the hottest vehicles in the country. Enclaves, Envisions, Encores, people love them because they're stylish, comfortable, well-built, and do everything. And here at Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC, we make sure they're priced right so people can easily afford them. The Enclaves are incredible. Literally like driving down the street in your living room. All the comforts of home right at your fingertips. Danny, the Envision and Encore are smaller versions of that Enclave. Less money, but not less comfort. Our Lee Kinsel Buicks are an amazing goodbye and they lease well too you bet come see us and drive one today at lee kensel chevy buick gmc at 650 west urban road in van Wert. see what we have online at leekensel.com or call us at 866 lee kensel and as a sales manager in the pre-owned department i'll make sure you get the absolute most money for your trade and as owner i'll make sure your overall deal is the absolute best possible lee kensel is your buick store stop by and drive one you'll love it like chevy says find new roads talking to OG coach Tyson McLaughlin and Tyson you guys come off a big win at the uh, holiday showcase last weekend it seemed like it was one of those games where everything just kind of gelled from the beginning yeah we got off to a good start and uh you know we get we get started with our defense and our defense did a really good job of controlling the tempo and getting the game up tempo and uh we were able to get some turnovers early and turn those turnovers into points and uh whenever you're able to do that you know it just makes everything flow that much easier you had to show a little bit of flash from the beginning, too, with an alley-oop dunk. <laughs> yeah, something, you know, we don't see a ton of zone, but uh, we got a couple things, a couple little wrinkles that we try to throw in there. And any, anytime you got the uh, have an athlete like Ben Westerick where you can just kind of throw it up there and let him go make a play, uh, make things a little bit easier. But uh, I thought we did a good job of executing that. And when you start the game with something like that, I think it gives you a lot of momentum, and our guys kind of fed off of that. Is it kind of uh, – do you have to key them down a little bit in terms of – you know, that's a kind of a big showcase weekend, and it's like flying to the hoop, I would think, in where they want to go out, they want to put on a show for people, but you just want them to play Titan basketball. Well, I I like it. I, I like the idea of our guys being, you know, focused and really excited about playing, and uh, if we can use that to our advantage, I think that's, that's a good thing to do. Uh, yeah, obviously, you want to be able to control those emotions, which, you know, I think our guys have played in enough big games over the years to, to be able to do something like that, but... I think when you play in those types of events, it, it gives your guys an opportunity to kind of uh, have like a tournament-like atmosphere. There's no JV game. You're playing at a different time. Um, so you got to be able to get yourself prepared. And, uh, you know, like I said, I thought our, our seniors really stepped up and made sure our guys were focused and uh, kind of led by example. But you guys have that a little bit at home kind of as an advantage anyways, where because it's so loud, it kind of feels like a tournament atmosphere on a Friday night anyways. We, we try to do that. You know, we, we know we're very fortunate and very blessed to have the, the, the support that we have. Uh, our, our fans are second to none, and, you know, we try to feed all of that as much as possible. The one thing that I love about your team that sticks out about statistics, and especially the Bishop Hartley game, is, yes, you shoot a lot of threes. Everybody knows about that, that how dangerous you can be. But on your 80 points, you handed out 25 assists, and it just goes to show how well you guys are, are kind of gelling right now. 
Well, I, I think you're exactly right. I think the difference between this year compared to uh, maybe the last three or four years, we don't have that one guy that, you know, you can pretty much mark up 20 points a night, you know. And, you know, between Owen Hegel and Jake Hoffman the last four years, we've been fortunate with that type of player. And, uh, obviously, uh, you know, we got some guys that are very talented, but we're probably a little bit more balanced than we've been in the past. And uh, that's something that makes you, makes you a dangerous team. Uh, the thing that I like the most, you know, we spread the wealth. We had different first there. If you watch the game, you know, each of the first three quarters, especially, we had different guys getting rhythm. And, you know, they scored six, eight points in a row just like that. And, and our guys are looking for those guys. And uh, when you got a team that has uh, multiple options and you got guys that are willing to spread the basketball, you know, it makes for a really fun and exciting team. I would imagine it makes for a little bit of an easier team from a coaching perspective, too. I'm not complaining about that. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't think you would be, but uh, tonight, kind of a different challenge. After Centric comes in, they want to play uh, at least the the way that their season has gone so far. They want to play a little bit slower, maybe than you guys do. Is that something you can uh, tell your kids? Go in, play our system, and see what happens. Well, I, I don't think they're going to shy away from the up tempo game. Uh, the, their scores may be a little deceiving. You know, they uh, three of those games where they've been in the fifties. Uh, those are against top-level Division One teams that uh, are probably going to be ranked in the top 10, top 15 in the state of Ohio. Um, so uh, the last, I think three of the last four games, they, I think they've scored at least 80 points. So uh, I, I think they're, they want the up-tempo game. I think it's going to be one of those games that's going to be really fun and exciting for where uh, both teams watch. I mean, we're, we're going to mix some things up, but we're going to do what we do, and we're going to try to get out there and get up-tempo and try to you know, get some transition. And you know, as somebody that's just a casual basketball fan, it's going to be a fun game to watch. They've got uh, kind of a little bit like you guys. They have four players that have about eight and a half points or more scoring a game. How do you uh, really, though, shut Dan Wagner down? I don't know if you necessarily shut down guys that are, you know, that type of scores. Uh, you know, for only being a sophomore, he scores in a lot of different ways. I, I think the most important thing is you can't let guys like that get comfortable. And uh, I think you got to contest shots. you got to make sure that they're earning baskets. You know, uh, we always, unfortunately – the defensive gurus out there, they don't like to hear it, but great offense beats great defense sometimes. And uh, we just got to make sure that uh, on the individual side of things, when we're matched up, we got to make sure that he earns everything that he gets. Double weekend this weekend. Uh, I know you're not thinking about Bluffton yet, but you kind of got to hope, uh, I would imagine, you get through a little bit tonight and still have some gas in the tank tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think you always worry about double weekends in some ways, but I, I think it's a little bit overrated as far as the fatigue thing. Uh, we've had Christmas break where guys have been laying around an awful lot and uh, being, should be able to get a lot of rest. Um, these are these are high school kids, and they're playing the game of basketball in front of packed houses. Both nights this week are going to be packed. And uh, and I think that will give them the adrenaline that they need. And, you know, we're looking forward to two great games, and, you know, we're just thankful to have the opportunity to play in them. I wish you guys the best of luck this weekend. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. That's Tyson McLaughlin, the head coach at Ottawa Glendorf, back with more for this. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Back on the show, uh, talking uh, to Ryan Bronze, uh, Mary Local Product, Ohio Northern University, All-American, and now the uh, starting center at Aquamisa Carbajosa in uh, Western Spain. And you got to come home for the holidays. How was that? 
it's been really enjoyable. So I haven't been able to come home at all for the four first four months that I was there. So being able to come home around Christmas time and see all my family and friends and be able to catch a few basketball games has been very, very uh, enjoyable for me. And it's been kind of a quick run for you. You sign in the summer, the end of July, and you get uh, – it's weird how your guys' schedule is. You kind of play 11 games, you get that break, and you've got more of a sprint. But it's once a week until the, what, the middle of April? Yeah, middle of April is usually when the regular season ends. And then depending on how we end up finishing the year, there's a tournament that could run until about the middle of May, like I think maybe May – 10th or 15th somewhere around there so so yeah that's that's when it'll end it's interesting because it's probably more like high school than college i would think in terms of just playing games obviously you have practices and everything else going on but really what just once is it it looked like a couple of wednesdays maybe uh so we actually play every saturday is what we play there was in the preseason however though we played i think i want to say three or four games on wednesdays in the preseason we did usually a game on Wednesday and a game on Saturday. So we had a few Wednesday games during the preseason. You're the only American on your team. You've got uh, a teammate, though, in Willis Mackey played at UNOH. Has that kind of been helpful to sort of ease your transition over there? Yeah, definitely. You know, when I first went over there, it was really, really nice knowing someone and, you know, someone that I could talk to and things like that before we went over, but it's actually worked out too because everyone on the team speaks English and we've all gotten along really well. So that's been, you know, uh, very enjoyable over there too, just because, you know, I can converse with all of my teammates and build a relationship with them as well. Probably even more so helpful on the court of, you know, a lot of those leagues, you guys are all around 23, 24, 25 in that range of, of being able to maybe say something in English on the the floor that other teams might not understand. Right. Yeah, that's definitely helpful, especially too, you know, with being able to say things that the other team doesn't understand. And too, you know, if they're trying to explain something to you, you can understand them instead of, you know, maybe if they have to have someone translate it, things get kind of confused through there. So that also helps out a lot too. I always love what coaches always say, you know, when they bring players over, especially in the European leagues of, well, you know, it's fine. Basketball will translate, but it's it's you're right. It's not always just uh it's not going to work out. Right, exactly. I mean, you can say one thing and mean another. So, it's definitely nice that they all speak English. <laughs> it's it's also probably bad at times because people now understand things you wish that they maybe wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. There's two sides to that coin for sure. I would say the good outweighs it though. 90% of the time. It, it seems like you're able to acclimate right now 14 points, about eight rebounds a game. You guys are sitting first in your group at 11 and 0. Uh, what's the competition like over there? Um, I would say it's most comparable to like a high D3, at least just from my experience so far. I would say it's definitely not the same because there's a lot of different aspects of basketball over there and different things that they put emphasis on that wasn't necessarily emphasized in college and over here in the U.S. So I would say it's comparable to that, but there's definitely different points of basketball throughout both of them. When you were able to come home this past week, get to see Marion Local play a little bit and hear about their continued success uh, through the football season, 
it kind of uh, it means a little bit more to you as an alumni now. You get to look at it a different way. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's one thing always going back and, you know, being on the other side of it where, you know, you went from a little kid watching them and wanting to do it and then you played and now you're graduated and things like that. And it's, it's very cool to be able to sit back. And I was actually fortunate enough, I was able to watch the uh, state football game over there in Spain on my computer. So I was able to watch one game online. So that was very nice. What time did you have to get up to do it? So actually we're six hours ahead so it works they out played at 10 a- yeah so they played at 10 a.m and i watched at 4 p.m so i didn't have to get up early at all thankfully it's not uh probably not near as as uh happy the people at home who had uh an early trip saturday morning right yeah they probably would have wished that they would have played at about 4 p.m instead of 10 a.m but that's the thing though and you probably anybody more than anybody else can attest to this is your community doesn't care what time they play, where they play, who they play. You just look at it as state championship. We're bringing the whole area. Right. Yeah, that's also true. You know, this area, they're, they're very good at supporting. And even when I played in college, I'd have people come up and watch me. And, you know, after the games, we'd talk and stuff. And so that's definitely one thing that it, it didn't matter that it was 10 a.m. They're still going to, you know, make that drive and go and support the kids playing. And I've always been in love with that of being able to cover Marion Local last 10 or so years in noticing that at Northern Games. I know uh, Emily Mesher has had that where it seems like Maria Stein's probably empty for a night whenever Northern plays. And there's probably not many towns that completely understand what kind of, I don't want to say a kid, but an athletic uh, kid going from one to the other and getting that support really means. Right, yeah. You know, and talking with some of the kids on my college team and things like that, just, you know, I mean, they'd have they'd have people come out to their games, but not nearly as much as we did. And, you know, the support was always there, whether, you know, it was a Tuesday night game or a Friday or Saturday night game. We always had a good crowd. So that's one thing that I definitely don't take for granted. I am very thankful that we had that. Your brother's getting quite a bit of that, too, with uh, people coming in. It's it's an odd thing, though, with them going up to Finley and then coming up to Ada to see you. They have to trade in all their blue and gold for some orange and black. It's almost enemy yeah. colors, right? Right. Uh, I remember back when I first committed to Ohio Northern, don't remember who it was, but someone was like, well, are you going to be able to wear black and orange just because, like, Minster and Coldwater had both worn it? And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to get used to it because I'm going to be in it for the next four years. So, <laughs> have uh, have you been able to watch your brother play this year? Yeah, so I was actually able to go to a game last night, and so I've watched one in person now. And most of his games, uh, I'll be able to watch online. Thankfully, there's only been a few where we played at the same time where I haven't been able to watch him. But other than that, I've been able to stream his games over there and watch him online. Well, I see he played pretty well, 15 points in 21 minutes. Yeah, they didn't do – last night, the team as a whole really clicked. I mean, they were all playing very well last night, so. And it's it's neat, too, because that's another team where he's got Ethan Linder from Wayne Trace, and he's got uh, Master Lasco from Finley. They've really done a good job, and I know Northern went about this last handful of years, too, on the girls' side specifically about – building up all that local talent and showcasing it at the collegiate level. 
Right, definitely. I think that was one of his like biggest deciding factors too when he was deciding on his college was because he played at Northwest Ohio AAU, and Ethan Linder and Anthony Masterlasco both played there too. So he knew already some of the players that had played at Finley. He knew what their experience was like. So I think that was, you know, one of the bigger deciding factors too. So that helped him out a lot, and just knowing them too, making that transition, I'm sure that helped him a lot there as well. I was thinking when I was writing some stuff down about uh, conversations maybe you and Willis Mackey have, do you guys kind of laugh because you know a lot of the same places close to home? Yeah, definitely. Definitely do. You know, it, and that was the thing going throughout college. I mean, I always knew UNOH was good and I knew they had good players and I, I didn't really know of Willis until his senior year, but you know, we played four years, what, 15 miles apart and we didn't meet until you know we had to go over to Spain so it was definitely ironic like that I always thought it's weird how sometimes the the roads come together like that yeah that's for sure because I mean there was there was times too where Owen used JV would play UNOH's JV and so we'd go to the game and at UNOH or they'd come there and so you know we've been in the same place before we just you know never met and things so yeah it's definitely weird how our how paths cross like that sometimes. And if worst case, you could just talk about Cupy. Exactly. Yes, that's a very good restaurant. Except for you could probably tell him though when you go back next week that hey, I you know I was actually able to hit that while I was at home. Right. Yeah. He'll probably be a little bit jealous when I get back. <laughs> He'll probably be like, "Well, why didn't you bring one back?" I was like, oh, "Might not have been good by the time I got back." Well, yeah, you got to go through customs and all that too. But it like uh, it didn't survive the airport. Right, exactly. You get uh, do you get much free time outside of practice and games while you're out there? Uh, not really a whole lot of free time to travel, but we do have free time throughout the day. Most of the time, we practice like twice a day, so we'll have like morning shoot around, like skill work, drills, kind of thing around eleven, and then usually we'll have all afternoon free until usually. 7 p.m. and that's when we do all of our team stuff team defense and offense and things of that nature so there's there's definitely free time during the day in between there but as far as time to travel it's a little bit harder just because we play on Saturday so our only free day is Sunday and to travel to some of them cities be nice to stay for more than one day so you can actually experience it so well, and that's kind of what I was wondering because you've got Salamanca, the province, and the university right there with you know all the history of Cortez and Columbus and uh, Coronado. I didn't know how much of that maybe you were able to take in. Yeah, we've been able to go into Salamanca and see a lot of it. I mean, it's it's been it's a very beautiful city, and I mean, you can definitely see all the different influences uh, throughout the history. So, yeah, I. I haven't seen all of it yet, but I've seen a decent amount of it so far. It makes the uh, the architecture a little bit different than Chickasaw, I would imagine. Yeah, quite a bit different, but that <laughs> don't take a whole lot. There ain't much architecture in Chickasaw. Is it odd, though, now uh, kind of growing up as, as more of an adult and a worldly human being that, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those, yeah, I want to get far away from home when I'm a kid, but when you come home now, you, you appreciate different things. Yeah, definitely. And that, what, I was never, you know, when I went to college and things like that, I never really imagined that I would go this far away from home. So, 
but yeah, definitely coming back home and seeing my family and, you know, I learned to appreciate it more because like Willis, he, he went to boarding school in the U.S. and then he went to college at UNOH. So he hasn't been, I mean, he's been able to go home and stuff, but not nearly as much as I had throughout high school and college. So definitely fortunate for that. How, how does this opportunity come about for you uh, about going to play in Spain? Um, so basically after my junior year, my uh, coach brought me in and he talked to me and he's like, you know, if you have another good senior season, he's like, you could have the potential to play overseas. He's like, there's an agent or two that I know that have, you know, asked about you and things like that. And so, you know, went throughout the senior season at ONU and uh, the season ended and, you know, coach was like, these agents are still interested in you. They gave me, uh, he gave me the names of them and. Basically, I just did some FaceTime interviews with them, and then I ended up deciding on uh, Duran International, who I'm signed with. And large, large part of that reason was because uh, Charlie Ernst at Finley recommended this agent because he's had other players sign with him, like Marquise Kimbrough signed with him, and then I think he had one or two other players, and he highly recommended this agency. So I was like, you know, just knowing Charlie and knowing Finley, I was like, well, he's pretty trustworthy. So signed with them, and then. You know, they got my game film and some games, and they pushed it out there because they have agents in Spain, France. uh, There's one in Toledo, Ohio, and then there's the owner, too. So they have contacts over there that they kind of pushed my film to and then ended up giving me an offer, and I signed with them, and pretty much how it all came about. You uh, obviously are having a good season over there in your first year the ultimate goal is still to get back home, closer to home and play here in the States? Realistically, that would be awesome. But, you know, just judging by the talent and things like that, I, I'd have to get a lot better before that would be able to happen. Ultimately, that would be the goal. But, you know, kind of have to separate being realistic with where you're at and, you know, how much better I would need to get to get there. So maybe, maybe eventually, but, you know, there's, a lot of different things that could happen too so you never know it is crazy happenstance in the right place right time and all that is is always neat but it's fascinating to me to hear you be i i guess smart enough or be able to read into your game enough to know that you have things you need to work on a lot of people would just say oh well yeah i'm going to be in the nba in a couple of years right yeah that's and you know that's it's good to have goals and to be able to chase them, but it's also at the same time, you need to be realistic with yourself and, you know, where you're at and where you need to get to be there and things like that too. So you start back on the 11th of January. When do you head back to Spain? Uh, I fly back on January 2nd. So you get a handful of days to sort of get acclimated before you've got to play again. Right. Yep. We have, I think one or two, I, we practice the day I get back, and then we have a shoot-around, and then we have a friendly great game, kind of like a scrimmage that Saturday, and then a full week of practice, and then we play that team. So. What about this team, the way it's comprised? Do you think you'll be playing kind of deep into the season, into the playoffs? What makes this team special? I would say the fact that we all get along. You know, we, all, we don't really care who gets, like, the credit. You know, one game, Willis might have, you know, score a lot of points and grab a lot of rebounds, or it might be another guard, you know, it just kind of rotates every game. And, you know, after every game, 
no one's really sitting there hanging their head. Like they might be disappointed a little bit in the way they played, but they're still happy that we won. And that, you know, even if they didn't play the greatest, you know, me, for example, there's been a few games where I haven't played very well, but we still won. So it's like, you know, I got things to work on, but we still won. So, you know, keep your head up, move forward and keep working on it. So I would say that's the main thing with us. And we have some guards that have played for a while that are from Spain. So they kind of have the experience of how the league works and how the game works. So that leadership there also helps us out a lot. I would think, too, it's a little bit easier for uh, U.S. players that your coach just turned 30, so he's in your relative age bracket, and he's kind of able to to help facilitate a lot of uh, that sort of younger style. Right, yeah. Uh, people want to follow you and keep up with everything that you're doing. How do they do that? Um, so there's a Twitter page that they have, and then there's also an Instagram page. Um, they've started live streaming more games recently, but sometimes the quality isn't the greatest because they're just starting it and they're still getting the bugs worked out, I think. So that's part of it. But yeah, there's, there's a Twitter page where they tweet a lot of updates. And if you can, uh, you can hit the translate button because that's what I yes, do. That, that's true. Yeah. I guess I should say that because there's some people, uh, when you're scrolling through, if you actually quick click onto the tweet, and then scroll down just a little bit. There's a translate tweet button, and it'll put it in English. It might not be perfect, but it'll be good enough where you can understand what it is. If uh, people want to follow you specifically, can they do that on Twitter as well? Uh, yeah, I don't really tweet a lot of – I mean, I'll retweet uh, the Aquamesis page, but as far as, like, individual stats and things like that, no, I don't really tweet a whole lot of that out. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy we were able to, to uh, get this done and to kind of give people back home a little bit of look at what life is like in Spain for you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll talk again as you guys get ready for the playoffs and uh, look to uh, maybe pick up that league title. Yeah, definitely. That sounds good to me. That's Ryan Bruns. More of the show when we come back. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench, ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. As always, a big thanks to Big E at Lee Kinsel for believing in what I'm doing here with this podcast. You can find them online at LeeKinsel.com. Or if you're looking for a new truck or car, they're on West Urban Road in Van Wert. And there's a good chance if you're in any Van Wert thing, you'll probably see the Victory Wagon or see Big E himself, Eric McCracken, somewhere around there. Tell him her and says thank you for uh, being a part of the vision of this podcast. And he'll be on the show coming up at some point scheduling, making it work, all that. Also, big thanks to Tyson McLaughlin, the boys head coach at Ottawa Glendorf, and to Ryan Bruns, the uh, superstar extraordinaire in the Spanish Basketball League in the EBDL, EBL, I forget the name of the league right this second, but uh, both of them for being just terrific interviews and uh, terrific dudes. A lot of things happened in the last decade in local sports. And I said this a couple of nights ago 
when at Nate Night Tape Sports Corner, I gave a long list about state champions, and it was just from last year. And I think there were uh, six or eight state champs, including the St. Mary's bowling team, and a big shout-out to them. And obviously, you've got the success of the Mr. Girls basketball program the last couple of years. You've got the Mary local Flyers in football. The Anna Rockets pick up a state title this past year. A lot of individual champions and uh, a lot of teams. The Bluffton boys soccer team, the St. Henry boys basketball team that got to state last year just had it unfortunately not go their way. But I cannot be more proud as someone who keeps up with everything going on in Northwest Ohio, or at least tries to, of all of the kids that uh, have made big strides the last handful of years and just continue to rep this area proudly. Got to uh, spend last weekend at the uh, Coach Q Holiday Classic. Unfortunately, I'm a senior lost in that ball game, but uh, just a heck of a ball game on both sides. I, I love being able to travel back and forth with wife and watch basketball. We started the day in Columbus watching Ohio State lose to West Virginia, or in Cleveland, rather, and then ended up in Lima. And uh, just a heck of an event put on by Coach Q. He could go back in a week and listen to what he had to say about being able to put that on. But the last decade of high school sports, and I tried to think how the heck I would be able to Put a stamp on that. And there have been some terrific teams the last handful of years. I've been fortunate enough to go down and call some state championships. And it's not just all about state championships because there have been a lot of great games and a lot of teams who have made it down there. But it's just the experiences that those teams are able to provide and being able to tell these stories with these young men and women on a daily-to-day basis is uh, something that that has stuck with me. And that's, again, I kind of go back to that's the basis for this podcast. Uh, I've been fortunate enough since 2013 to call at least 17 state championships, uh, 35 semifinals or so. But it's, uh, it's never old because you're getting to tell stories about kids in the last handful of years, Liberty Benton's girls volleyball team wins back in November. Uh, the Coldwater baseball program is a lot of fun to cover back in the uh, spring and through the entire season, not just the tournament run. Uh, Audeville and Minster in D4 girls has been a heck of a matchup the last couple of years. I uh, talked about what Marion Local has done on the football field, whether it's Cuyahoga Heights or the basketball tournament a couple of years ago, the run Cornerstone Christian. But it even goes back. Uh, Lipstick and VASJ was my first real final down in Columbus. And in 2013, things were a lot different than they are in 2020. And to be able to be around that Lipstick program, uh, shout out to Scott Mag, then the head coach, now Chris Kuhlman, then an assistant, now the head coach. Uh, they were so welcoming and are such great dudes. Unfortunately, ran into a D1 program in Via Angela St. Joseph. It is what it is. I mean, a couple of days earlier, Ottawa Glendorf girls unfortunately lost to Versailles. And uh, sorry, that's 15. The, the boys beat Versailles in 13. It was a big handful of wins for uh, each team. Uh, Fort Loramie that same year in 15. And Coldwater in the finals. It was one of my favorite games 
took place in 2015 was that Coldwater went over uh, Cannes Central Catholic. Just one of those things where everything kind of worked perfectly. But I, I just am so blessed to be able to have spent the decade calling a lot of these games. And the Van Wert run to the uh, State Final Four last year was special to see those kids break through. And it was a year of Van Wert baseball. Being able to be around them, whether it was the Acme program, the Summer League program, or the Legion, or the uh, Spring, and watch it all uh, pay off. I can't wait to see what the next decade looks like. One thing I do know, we have a lot of hardworking kids in the area and a lot of tremendous coaches, a couple or a lot, really, you've heard from on this podcast already and will continue to hear from. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Kind of a different episode. Because of the holidays, right? They're messing everything up. We'll get back to uh, kind of a normal-ish schedule. A couple of interviews every week and more look at a lot of the uh, kids in college doing things well and a lot more in store for this podcast as we gain some steam and roll into the new decade in 2020. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and even better tomorrow wherever that you may be. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.